Well, welcome to Perspectives. My name is Bryce, and I'm joined today by two of my favorite ladies on staff. We've got Emily D'Angelo and Cindy Adams. And so here we are, and I this is my first year on staff, mm -hmm. and just come out of a busy fall, a lot of events, a lot of fun things happening, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, things are kind of calming down a little <laughs> bit, and now we've got Christmas right around the corner. And so I, I wanna ask, we've got a lot of big things that happen throughout the mm -hmm. year here at Orchard Hill, so I wanna ask you guys, which season do you prefer, Kids Fest or Orchard Hill Christmas? Oh, that's a hard choice for me because I love kids and families and all things summer. Right. Kids yeah. Fest is amazing. I love it. But it's also very exhausting because three weeks, well, really yeah. the whole month of July. Yeah, it's gone. Let's just yeah. be honest. Uh -huh. And so I'm going to land on Christmas. Okay. Christmas um, energizes me. Mm -hmm. it, it refuels my spirit, mm -hmm. my soul. I, I leave the many services energized, not right. exhausted. Yeah, awesome. All right, Cindy, yeah. what about you? I feel the same way. I, I love summer. I love all the kids and the energy that Kids Fest brings. Mm -hmm. But the month of December is just, it's just a beautiful time here. The thousands of people, um, God brings up the hill, the, the spirit of invitation that people have mm -hmm. to invite people to the Christmas Eve services. And I actually have a little bit of a hard time in January just coming off the high of yeah. Christmas. So yeah. I'm definitely Christmas. Awesome. Well, I'm, I know we're excited to experience Christmas for the first time. Mm -hmm. we, we came for an in-person interview last year right before the Christmas uh, services started. So this is going to be oh, the wow. first time Britt and okay. I get to experience that. And everybody, they've hyped it up. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, we're yeah. expecting. You'll not be disappointed. No, you good. won't. So we, we're really excited. We do love the Christmas season. There's a lot to celebrate. Mm -hmm. But the reality is Christmas can also be a difficult season mm -hmm. for many. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we experience a lot of things that can cause stress, anxiety. And so today on this episode, we want to talk about the different stressors that come from Christmas and how, how we've learned to deal with that and process that, and maybe some hopes and prayers that we have for people listening today. So just to start with you guys, and this might change depending on what season of life you're in, but what have you found to be some different stressors that you've experienced regarding the Christmas season? So I think um, I remember years ago when my girls were real little, like I'm at a different season where my kids are, you know, they're independent. They have their own lives and schedules. And um, when I was much younger, the stress of feeling as though Christmas had to be perfect. And this was even before Instagram, <laughs> you know, it was just the perfect house, the perfect food and menu, um, all the right gifts. And I just remember um, being at Target one day, and uh, my dad had just received a terminal diagnosis. And the woman ahead of me at Target was just um, not happy with her Christmas cards were going to be late, and she was letting the little photo person know about it. And it just, it just resonated. It's just like, this is my dad's last Christmas. Mm -hmm. And it just helped put things in such perspective that I've kind of let that go, yeah. um, that uh, combat of um, just perfection, that expectation of yeah. perfection. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely a, a big stressor, as you mentioned, with social media, too. Mm -hmm. We see everybody's best moments yeah. uh, throughout Christmas, but we don't often see the things that led up to that picture and mm -hmm. the things they're dealing with behind the scenes. So, 
And I think you're right that it's different in different seasons of our lives. I've yeah. been reflecting back on, you know, 33 years of marriage and how yeah. different seasons brought different stressors. And most of them, if I'm honest, were self-imposed. Absolutely. And so I set the expectation yeah. that no one is going to meet. And so it just, but I just think about our early years of marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, we lived far away from our family like you do now. And so we had the stressor of which family do we go to Absolutely. for the holidays. And then when we were raising our children, that my self-imposed stressor was I wanted to establish routines that and traditions that were meaningful and abide in our faith and not let the you know commercial mm -hmm. aspect of Christmas overwhelm us and yeah. keep it simple but meaningful. Mm -hmm. And some we managed, some we did not. <laughs> you know, one right. of one of my favorite traditions was we would spend the the month of December putting hay in this little cradle under right. the tree to prepare for Jesus coming, right? And what I thought was a meaningful thing to do often became, you know, a competition between my children of putting hay in, taking hay out, hiding hay around the house. <laughs> Again, we gave right. that up after a few years, right? right? Yeah. And now we're in a different season as mm -hmm. well. Our kids are all spread out around yeah. the United States. And it's nearly impossible to get everyone together. And we are learning to be okay with celebrating Christmas the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yeah. If we have to. Yeah. Right. And just really giving, I think it's important to think about giving ourselves permission to let go of the self-imposed stressors. Because mm -hmm. there are enough stressors in life, like you mentioned at the top of this, of losing loved ones and not expecting that kind of grief in the holidays. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it's definitely different in season. I can remember growing up, you know, you're kind of naive to all the pressures that sure. your parents are feeling around Christmas, mm -hmm. not just, you know, the expectations that you have, but then also financial pressures mm -hmm. and all these other mm -hmm. things that revolve around trying to make this a great experience. And then I remember even growing up, and when, when Brittany and I were first married, you know, I we have a lot of traditions that we have, but mm -hmm. then having to add more families to attend to and to yeah. be with. And mm -hmm. I just remember the first couple Christmases after we were married, it seemed like no matter who we were with, I was always kind of feeling guilty. Well, should we spend more time over here? And mm -hmm. you know, I'm really focused here. And so you always felt like you were letting someone down. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it, it's a, a pressure and a weight that you tend to carry. And so, I think you brought up a really good point that we can even as believers put an added pressure on ourselves that not only do we have to have the great traditions and family memories and experiences, but we also have to worship Christ and we have to like, <laughs> we have to get our kids to learn this and that. Right. And so that all of a sudden we can have this intention of really focusing on the gospel, mm -hmm. but then the gospel doesn't even speak into our own life mm -hmm. in that season. And so right. how have you guys dealt with the different pressures throughout those seasons and what maybe have been some turning points for you guys? Hmm. One of the family traditions, unlike the, the hay in the manger, that has focused us in the holiday season, it has been doing the Jesse tree. Mm -hmm. And it's adding an ornament to a tree each day leading up to, and then reading the scripture that is the full meta narrative of scripture. Mm -hmm. And that ha grounded us for many, many years. And even yeah. my kids, when they were teenagers, they're like, it's time for Jesse Tree. It oh, took fun. 10 minutes yeah. in the morning or the evening. Right. And now, you know, I, I hope that they'll start doing this in their own household, even 
before children, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Because I think it was a, a way to come together each day to talk about the meaning of Christmas and to actually open our Bibles, take yeah. the time yeah. in the season of urgency to slow down and, and read and pray together. Yeah. So that's been kind of something um, nice. that has helped us stay grounded. So yeah. what's been interesting, so our family, like my kids have grown up here. We've been coming to Orchard Hill since probably about 2002, 2003. And mm -hmm. I've been on staff since 2005. And for years, um, I help coordinate the volunteers for Christmas. And mm -hmm. so my kids, um, you know, were part of the Christmas program. Mm -hmm. um, they really understood how Christmas is such a time of outreach. Orchard Hill, a time in our community. And so we kind of engage them just in serving. You know, we have a, a time here where we call um, Christmas Manja, where people from our congregation make us meals because we're here all the time. Mm -hmm. So my kids, my kids would make, you know, would participate in that and making food. They would serve, they grew up serving in Kidsburg. Mm -hmm. So sharing that um, mm -hmm. with the kids, is, it just became a family affair which was really sweet. Mm -hmm. And now it's interesting as, you know, my kids are adults and helping them um, establish their own traditions mm -hmm. and, um, and just kind of speaking into that. And so that's been an interesting dialogue because, you know, you can kind of coach your kids when they're adults, but then you have to recognize when is it time where mom has said enough, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely an interesting time of year. And for Brittany and I, this is our first Christmas away from home. Right. So we're getting to make some new traditions and um, in the midst of that, kind of learn who we are. And and, and that's, a, that's yeah. a fun space to yeah. be in. Yeah. Because, so I have yeah. to ask you, are you mm -hmm. expecting a white Christmas uh, this year in Pennsylvania? Uh, we're not getting our hopes out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Which is probably wise. It yeah. could be pretty chilly. Yeah. We, I think we saw maybe one white Christmas back in Arkansas. So that was okay. pretty rare. Right. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, we'll, who knows what this year will bring. But that's a fun time, and that's yeah. kind of where it's, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. In one of the stressors, in my world is just I have one daughter who's a nurse mm -hmm. so she has Christmas off this year mm -hmm. so it's kind of um, our own internal expectations as mm -hmm. we were talking about is being okay with new traditions mm -hmm. uh, you know and so I've been talking to my husband you know even around Thanksgiving so what do you want to do? Like, you know, we all of a sudden we as empty nesters have this freedom to you get to decide. Yeah. Right. And, and to have new traditions. So there's a bittersweetness to it. Mm -hmm. But um, so I'm just such a traditionalist. I know. Cindy. So it was hard. So our defining moment in, in our family um, years of Christmas was when we moved to Pittsburgh, because right. for 21 years we were in the same house in the town with extended family. Right. We hosted Christmas Eve, we hosted Christmas Day. It was just our mm -hmm. routine and yeah. we, we had our same foods we would eat, mm -hmm. we had our same ways we would exchange <laughs> gifts, right. you know. And it, in some ways it lowered the stressors because we our expectations mm -hmm. were mm -hmm. clear and yeah. met. Yeah. Then we moved to Pittsburgh and I started working at Orchard Hill. Right. So those two things together m means that each year we, 
consider. How are we going to spend Christmas? What are we going right. to do? What's it going to look like? Right. And there's some freedom to that, mm -hmm. but there's also a little bit, if I'm honest, oh, yeah. sadness for me yeah. because I just love the repeated tradition every year. Yeah, that's a really good point because I even remember growing up, we as a family, we would all go to my great-grandma's house. We would stay the night and mm -hmm. play board games mm -hmm. all night. And for years, that's all I knew mm -hmm. for right. Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of get to the age where your great-grandparents pass, right. traditions change, family can't make it because they've got other family to be to. And I remember there were a few Christmases that I was really discouraged. Like, yeah. this is just not the same. Like, mm -hmm. you, you have this hope that once you find something good, you don't want to let it go. Absolutely. Right. Um, and so I've had to kind of even relearn the gospel even in that season too, just that the good news is that God does see and that, you know, he has a hope beyond this life mm -hmm. when things are are really good that's a taste of what's to come and when things are not good you have this hope that this isn't where you're going to stay that mm -hmm. there's something beyond this mm -hmm. and so maybe my question as we consider people who might be struggling for a, a number of reasons this mm -hmm. year mm -hmm. how are you praying for the different people in orchard hill in your family across uh, across the country i mean this is a, a tough another tough year where we're seeing a lot of really tragic events and current events that are stressful. So how, how might you guys be praying for people in this season, for this Christmas season? Well, it, it's interesting because uh, I just lost a dear family member. And so um, praying for um, our family to just take a breath and um, take a moment and put acknowledge our grief, but then celebrate the hope that we have. Mm -hmm. And um, I find it just so powerfully powerful to pray for people, the people that God is going to bring through Orchard Hill, mm -hmm. those doors, because so many times people who might not attend church regularly, mm -hmm. this is one of the times of the year that they will, you know, yeah. Christmas and Easter. And it's just, you know, I know before the Christmas Eve services, we as a staff huddle. Um, in the lobby just to pray for that, you know, God will light a fire, mm -hmm. that someone, someone's heart and their mind will just be open to the good news of Jesus. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's great. And I, along with that, I'm thinking about how you expressed earlier in January, there's a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. So my hope, hopefully we'll encourage yeah. you, is that as new people come in the doors mm -hmm. for our services, our mini services, and then we get to do what we love to yeah. do, lobby love. <laughs> we, we get to just walk love. around <laughs> and talk to people and find out where, what brought them here. Right. And guess what? we get to also point them into joining groups in January. Right. Yeah. And I love new beginnings as well. Yeah. And so I, I know that lots of new groups will be starting in January. And it's just a new, you, you even mentioned earlier the, about New Year's resolutions. How long do they last? Right. Well, sometimes on our own, not very long. Right. But if we join a group or join something greater than ourselves, then we have some accountability. And, right. And so I just, I'm, my hope is that as I meet new people, mm -hmm. and you better believe I make it a goal every right. time I'm in the lobby, go find someone I don't know yet. Oh, absolutely. And love on them and get to know them and listen. I'm ho hopeful that they will come back in January right. and get connected and grow in exploring faith if they mm -hmm. don't yet know Jesus. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that's great. And so my hope is kind of similar, even to something I said earlier, that Ultimately, we can allow 
the Christmas season, our traditions almost become define us. You know, mm -hmm. how, were they successful based on did that event go smoothly? Or mm -hmm. and so I guess my my prayer is that no matter what kind of season people are in this year, whether it's the best Christmas you've ever had, or maybe this is one of the most you know stressful and anxious seasons of your life, that that the message of Christmas, because I mean, you think about when the angels appeared to the shepherds, they mm -hmm. said, we bring you good news of great joy and also peace on earth. Mm -hmm. And so a couple things, you know, if you're in a season where you're really struggling, my prayer is that that message would help you look beyond this Christmas season to realize that there's hope beyond the darkness and mm -hmm. uh, the tragedy that you might be going mm -hmm. through or the stress that you might, you might be carrying. But then for those who are really encouraged and really enjoying a sweet season of life, my hope is that this would just become a taste of what's to come. Right. That it, it's really meant to point you to a day that really the spirit of Christmas will never end. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, that we, we have that hope that ultimately what Jesus has come to accomplish one day will be fulfilled mm -hmm. permanently mm -hmm. and perfectly. And so again, it's just a great season to invite people to hear the good news. Brittany and I are already looking for opportunities to invite people in the community to experience Orchard Hill Church. I met with a couple yesterday that kind of in a season where they're looking for a church. And, mm -hmm. and man, this is a great opportunity to hear well, the gospel. And it's so fun because we have so many people that will invite coworkers because yes. we have so many Christmas Eve services. Yes. And they'll go to church and then go out for dinner. And so it's a beautiful time for people just to experience that lobby love mm -hmm. that we like to talk about and, you know, the, the beautiful community that happens yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And I, I hope to maybe if, if you're kind of in a season where you're not really sure how to approach the holidays, like for Brittany and I, this is our first season mm -hmm. away. What, what's kind of a comfort is that we get to focus, like a lot of my time has already been decided for because I'm right. going to be here. Like, <laughs> That's for sure. I, here. Yeah, I don't have to wonder what are we going to do like the night before Christmas. And Brittany's be so here. wonderful because yeah. when you're here, she's here yeah. too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> and so maybe I think for a lot of people, what causes stress for the holiday season is they, they try to think of all the possibilities of what mm -hmm. they can do. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe you simplify it and say, you know, we're just going to focus on the message of Christ and we're going to be a part of the Orchard Hill uh, Christmas services. Mm -hmm. Start small. Like, don't be overwhelmed with all the things right. you could do. Right. Focus yeah, on what is, is most important. And, you know, our prayer is that the gospel would become more alive in your life and your experience and the life of people you know, and that this would be a, a wonderful Christmas season for you, no matter what season of life you're in. So, yeah, any concluding thoughts as we wrap this up? So, I don't think so. I don't think uh, so. No, just excited for it. Yeah. Well, we're excited. We're glad that you joined us today and look forward to seeing you at one of our Orchard Hill Christmas services. And we'll see you next time. Merry Christmas. We'll be in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs>